Well, uh, no, to you, Shakira, and to the listeners as well. What a fantastic day. Heat wave for what? This is Africa. Heat wave for who? <laughs> well, I'm more interested in your very subdued halala this morning. Where I are you? Are you scared that people oh, are going to look yeah. at you? Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Am I, am I allowed to expose you? No, no, no. No, we'll okay, move on. I'll... Right. Asian markets, right. Clive. I see they're in positive yeah. territory for a second day running. Absolutely, Shakina. It's, it's quite interesting in actual fact because it's actually the first day that they have been positive because last week from Wednesday on, they have been looking strong leading up to the jobs numbers on Friday in the U.S. And after that as well, um, yesterday we saw them coming back very strongly following the weakening dollar, and so they continue to show positivity. So the MSCI Asia-Pacific in the climbed by 0.8% um, early hours of this morning, and we've also seen uh, some of the other emerging markets surrounding uh, that, uh, that um, uh, the, the, the Asian market also doing a similar type of thing. So if you look at the BRICS countries, in actual fact, overall, including India, Brazil as well, they're looking slightly in the positive following yesterday's trade. And South Africa joined... Uh, the fray as well. Yesterday, South Africa was up 2.1%, um, which is quite phenomenal because it means that we've actually made the gains that we lost uh, in the last week of the last quarter. Uh, by the way, I'm talking about the last week of September here. So, very, very interesting times. The Australian ASX 200 also gained 1.2%, uh, including New Zealand's uh, NZX50 index also climbed up by 0.8%. So, all in all, it seems like we've weathered the storm. I, I think, I hope so. I hope that this positivity will continue, uh, despite these commodity prices, which are still very tricky, by the way, to play around. Well, uh, Clive, the other thing I want to ask you about, uh, it's a question here uh, from uh, Alan, one of our listeners. He wants to know yeah. about the petrol price. Uh, why haven't we heard much about this? What's going on with the petrol price? Well, that's because they're only going to be, <laughs> it's only going, going, going down by, I think, 002 <laughs> so, so a lot of people are upset. They're like, what, what difference does that make? Um, because the China was happening, demand did return slightly a little bit towards the end of the, the previous quarter. But it, the momentum was not strong enough to create any noise about it. So what's happened is now the, 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 the decline or the decline in pricing is so subdued, it's so little that it makes very little con- uh, uh, difference, if any, at all. So that's why nobody's making a big noise about it. But we, we will be experiencing a slight price uh, um, decline um, in the next week. Uh, I think about zero point, uh, I think zero, less, than, less than two cents. So, um, so something positive to look at there as well. So the, 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 the demand has come back, but we still haven't seen the kind of demand that we saw uh, at the, the beginning of the year. So we're still not looking very strong when it comes to the oil prices. So that's why we'll continue to see decline. So that's why you haven't heard much about it, Alan. And then uh, the World Bank, they've revised South Africa's GDP for 2015 to 1.5%, Clive. Let's try that, Alan. Uh, sorry, um, what I mean to say is that they've revised South African GDP, it's not just South Africa, they've revised the entire African continent. Sakina, we were growing at an average of 5.5% two and a half years ago. Uh, last year, for the first time, we went down to 4.7%. And now this year, the World Bank says Africa will grow at a pace of 3.7% GDP. South Africa, 
uh, one of the lowest growing regions at the current moment simply because of the global uh, uh, situation. And we very little that we can do about it. So now that the advice is in line with what that Mr. Jahanyaho has said, that they're going to go and review it and they've revised it to 1.5%. So we're looking at 1.5%. Just to throw a spanner, Sakina, <laughs> 1.5%, right, is the actual population growth of South Africa on an annual basis. Does this then mean, and I want all commentators to comment on this, does this mean that this 1.5%, if we do get the 1.5% growth, does that mean it's null and void? Because obviously it cancels each other out. That means that Africa is actually not grown at all if you take the population statistics into consideration. Very interesting question to ask. It certainly is. <laughs> and then just uh, finally, Australian Central Bank, I see they've left the rates unchanged there. And that is, of course, in line with other developed markets at this point, Clive. It's, it is, isn't it, Sakina? We've seen it. I mean, we saw it with us. We saw it with India. We saw it um, a bit earlier on uh, uh, um, in the beginning of, of September with Indonesia. We saw it with Malaysia as well. So emerging markets are under pressure not to do anything drastic that might create uncertainty uh, within their domestic economic sphere. So they don't want to chase away um, investors, but there are things that they are doing internally to try and stabilize them. And so um, the U.S. has left rates. I mean, that's a developed market. They've left their rates unturned. So that's why everybody's going to follow suit. I reckon not a lot of people will actually raise rates. I think in actual fact there was one one particular country, if I'm not mistaken, it might be India, um, that just went up by that went down uh, by 25 basis points. Other than that, the rest of the emerging markets have left left rates unchanged. Let's hope they'll leave them as well for next month, even after the Fed decides to leave them, because I don't see the Fed taking rates up uh, until early uh, next year or the first quarter of next year.